0: What's going on guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy and I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love and let's just jump straight into it. So guys, welcome back, another episode, another week through. I hope you're all having a fantastic day, week, weekend, whenever you may be listening to this Uh, and let's just jump straight into it as always. um, A lot of you are really loving the shorter versions of these podcasts that I'm doing punchy got some good nuggets to take away and so i'm really going to keep rolling with them if you guys are liking them let me know if you're not liking them let me know let me know what you want to hear what you want to hear me talk about are there guests you want to have on i haven't had guests on for a while now um i've been pretty busy with work and just trying to organize that around my life being a single parent uh, every other weekend now when amy is off at uh work site. It just makes it really hard to try and time uh, that in. But I would love to have some guests on. So if you've got any uh, guests that you'd like to hear me um, interview and talk to and get their incredible knowledge and share their, um, you know, their expertise with you on this show, I'd be more than happy to reach out to whoever I can. Can't guarantee I'll get them on, but I'll certainly reach out to anyone. Uh, as always, I'm going to start the show and say, if you like what you're hearing, please just give it a five-star rating. Give it a quick little review and comment. That would mean the world to me, and it also helps me out to share this podcast with more and more people and get it up onto your socials and make sure you tag me in it so I know that you are loving what you're hearing. So you've tapped on this week's podcast and you've seen what the title is, and I thought I'd go in a different um, direction with this one in that I've done it before. I know there's a podcast in here that's talking about my you know go-to high calorie, uh, sorry, high protein. Um, meals and snacks, but everyone always talks about you know the best protein sources in the world. And I wanted to flip that switch. I wanted to give you the worst protein sources. And the reason I'm giving you this is that the ones I'm going to talk about routinely get said that they're actually quite high in protein. And I'm going to bust that myth for you, and I'm going to give you my reasoning why I say that they're terrible protein sources, and why getting rid of these things from your diet not because they're bad or there's anything wrong with them. All of the foods I'm going to mention today are great. I love, I think all of them. Let me just kind of... Duh, 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 duh. Yep, I love everything that's on this list. But to sit there and say it's a good protein source and that's your go-to to try and increase your protein in your diet, get rid of this idea of them being good protein sources because they're just not. And so I wanted to start off the bat just as a reference point to give you what are some good Protein sources. And again, I've said this and you've probably read it a thousand times before, but just to race through it, most animal proteins in a lean version of them. Now, chicken breast is obviously going to be better than chicken thigh. And so I'm talking about the lean version. So if I'm talking about beef, beef backstrap, same as lamb backstrap, not the fattier cuts of meat that you can have. Yes, they're more delicious, those fattier cuts, but they are higher in calories. They're not necessarily if you were to trim that fat off, they're not going to necessarily be any lower in protein, but when you actually put the weight in there, if you get 100 grams of chicken thighs, it's going to be made up of more fat in that. And so as a ratio base, yes, the protein's lower, but the protein itself is not lower in protein, if that makes sense. Anyway, all you need to know is everything I'm referencing today is in the lean version. So most... Animal meats are around the 25 grams per 100 gram of raw weight um, food. So if we're looking at 100 grams of raw chicken breast, 27 grams of protein. 100 grams of raw prawns, 25 grams of protein. 100 grams of raw beef, 26. Raw lamb, 25. Raw pork, 27. Now for all the vegans and vegetarians out there, I haven't forgotten you. Looking at things like tempeh. Uh, you're looking at 19 grams per kilogram, uh, per 100 grams. Now, the other two, now, I could put these as bad protein sources, but there's not a lot of things that a lot of vegetarians can go to when it comes to looking to increase your protein. So these are probably still part of your go-to, even though they're actually quite low in protein. So things like tofu and lentils are both around that eight, nine grams per 100 grams of raw weight. So I'm not going to get into the debate of is animal protein better? Is plant protein better? Is animal protein bad for you? Does it ruin your kidneys? And all those different things and myths and misconceptions around protein. I can talk about that in another podcast. I think I've already talked about it in some way, shape or form in the past in other podcasts. But if that's something you want to hear more on, then I can certainly go down that trail in another podcast in the future. But for now, at the end of the day, get your protein in. You should be aiming for somewhere around that 1.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. If you're severely overweight, I'd be looking at your goal body weight as your um, guide. Again, I've said this before, but if you're someone who's 120 kilos right now and you know a healthy weight for you would be around the 70 kilos, I wouldn't be looking at using 1.5 grams per kilogram of your current weight. Look at what your goal weight is and aim to have that as your protein Uh Amount that you're aiming for. And so for most people, you know, let's say you're 70, 80 kilos of body weight, or that's where your goal body weight is, you're looking around about that 100 to 125 grams per day is a good place to start with. You're going to get better returns, better satiation, better uh, recovery from your workouts by having more than this, up to two and a half grams per kilogram. but If you're starting out and just just looking at getting into eating more protein and how can you get that in, thinking about having 2 to 2.5 grams per kilogram is a lot compared to what you're probably eating now. So start on that lower side, minimum 1.5 grams, but there's nothing wrong with having more than that. It's not a maximum ceiling 1.5 grams, it's a bare minimum. Now, a lot of the recommendations out there that you hear are around that 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram it's far too low, and it's very low when you're looking at the uh, more older population. So as you age, you actually need more protein because your loss of muscle becomes greater as you age, and so you need to try and maintain as much as you can. And the way you maintain it is obviously through some strength training, but making sure you've got those building blocks there, i.e. eating enough protein. And so bare minimum, you should be having 1.5 grams per kilogram. Now, I've given you the context. I've given you some high-protein, um, ones. Now, let's just go into my, um, I guess, low or bad protein sources. And the reason this came to mind and why I'm doing this podcast today is I actually went out and bought close to 100 protein bars the other day because Body Science were having a huge sale um, at half price on all of their products. And so I just went and bought a bucket of them because, and you can, I've got the wrapper here. They're actually my favorite protein bar for flavor. So many protein bars out there are just chalky, the texture of them is terrible, they taste terrible, they're just garbage. Whereas I've found the BSC, body science ones, they're delicious. And as I was sitting there chewing away at it, I was like, how can these be so much more delicious than some of the others? And so I started just looking at the ingredients and comparing the calories and things like this, because they always say on the front, you know, 20 grams of protein cool but is that in in, if you're looking in relation to other things is that is that actually any good and we actually dive a bit further into it they're actually not that good on protein and really all you're eating is a chocolate bar so the ones that do taste good they're higher in calories the ones that taste atrocious yes their their ratio of calories to protein is actually better but they taste terrible and you know i don't think you should sacrifice taste that much whereas you know, the ones that do really taste good as I said the body science ones I really really love um, muscle nation have now come out with their own range they're really good as well and they're basically the same but most of the good tasting protein bars are around about the 200 to 250 calories and they have anywhere from 15 to 20 grams of protein now you might hear see ugh, let me say that again you might hear me say that and go well that's not too bad 200 calories 20 grams of protein yes. But not really. Like if you're someone who, as I said, you should be aiming somewhere around about 100 to 125 grams of protein per day. A chocolate, like I say, a chocolate bar, a protein bar at 20 grams really isn't going to make much of a difference for you. And they're really expensive. Like the body science bars, when they're at full price, they're $4 a bar, which when you extrapolate that out to, well, you could just have a protein shake or get some steak or some chicken. They're actually really, really expensive and not an efficient way of getting in your protein. And so if you're going to have protein bars, and it's what started this whole thought about having this podcast here today, if you're going to have protein bars, by all means, go for it. It's your choice, your money, choose how you want to spend it. 20 grams of protein, look, it's okay, but it's not great considering you know, you're over 200 calories for that 20. So you're looking at only around about 10% of the calories is actually protein. So, it's not a good choice in my eyes. You know, looking at a protein powder um, and comparing it back to the other things I told you about before with regards to chicken, prawns, beef, things like that, you're much better off having those. Calories are going to be lower. The ratio of calories to protein is going to be much higher. You're going to have much more protein and bang for your buck. And it's actually going to be far cheaper as well. So, protein bars are basically just a glorified chocolate bar. Yes, chocolate bars at around about, you know, if you're going to have a Kit Kat, or a twirl, you know, those kind of chocolate bars, they're going to be around about that 250 to 300 calories, so they're slightly higher in calories, and they're nowhere near the protein. You know, a chocolate bar is going to be about three to five grams of protein, so not even close. It's not even a comparison. But, and this is the big but and caveat, if you're telling me that one option, the protein bar, has 15 to 20 grams of protein, and your chocolate bar... Which, let's be honest, a Kit Kat Chunky tastes a hell of a lot better than any protein bar out there. And you're only sacrificing 15 grams of protein at best, and you're having an extra 100 calories on top of that. I would much rather have that Kit Kat Chunky bar and make up that extra 15 grams of protein with a little bit of extra protein powder in my um, in my shake or by having a slightly bigger portion of chicken with my stir fry that night. Like 15 grams of protein is very easy to make up within your diet without having to adjust or massively change up your um, calories at all. So protein bars, again, it's your choice. But for me, when you objectively look at it, they're very expensive. They don't really have that much protein in them. When you ratio ratio that out to calories, and they just don't taste anywhere near as good as a chocolate bar. So they're basically just a glorified chocolate bar with a slightly higher amount of protein. So I wouldn't be having them. That's where this whole idea about bad protein sources. And so it got me thinking, what are some of the other ones that people also talk about and say, oh, this is so high in protein? You know, you should, if you need to get protein in your diet, have more of this. And the vegans and vegetarians love to say that broccoli is a great protein source. Now, they will manipulate the data to make it appear in your column and uh, in your favor to say, yep, broccoli is just as good as steak. So when you say per 100 calories, steak is on par with broccoli. Have the same amount of protein per 100 calories. But when you do it for weight, because at the end of the day, We're eating things to weight. Like you weigh out, I'm going to have 150 gram serving of my chicken tonight. I'm going to have X amount of vegetables. We're not doing it per calories. We're always usually doing it per weight. Because if you look at how much broccoli you actually need to have to have them at the same amount, you would be eating forests worth of broccoli to get the same amount of protein in that you do get in steak. So when we look at it per weight, 100 grams of steak and 100 grams of broccoli... You've only got about a, a, a sorry, in the 100 grams of broccoli, you've only got three to four grams of protein. Whereas I said before, 100 grams of beef is about 26 grams of protein. So for weight for weight, they're not even close. Broccoli is not, I repeat, not a good source of protein. If that's what you're heading to to try and get protein into your diet, just listen to the numbers again. Per 100 grams, you're getting four grams of protein. So if you are to map that out and you need to get somewhere in the vicinity of 100 grams of protein, do the maths. You're eating kilograms worth of uh, broccoli. Now, I don't know about you, but I do enjoy broccoli. I like having it in stir fries. I like having it steamed on the side if I'm having, you know, bangers and mash or whatever it might be. I love it. I'm not saying I don't, and I, and it's it's green. It's bountiful of nutrients, and it's it's a great fuel source, and it's super low in calories and all of those other things, but it's not a good protein source. So by all means, have it, but can if you can sit there and say, no, I could definitely eat two kilograms of broccoli every day and that's going to give me my 50, 60 grams of protein in amongst my other um, sources, then by all means, go for it. But I don't know about you, but chewing or the thought of having to get through a bowl of two kilograms worth of broccoli does not entertain me whatsoever. So again, it's why I sit there and say broccoli is a terrible source of protein. Another one. Uh, we're looking at nuts. Again, people sit there and say, oh, nuts are a fantastic source of protein. And while they are about 14 grams of protein per 100 grams, listen to the kicker. Per 100 grams, most nuts will have somewhere in the vicinity of 600 to 700 calories. So for most people that I work with, they're on a calorie range 1400 to 1800, somewhere the around that. So you're having half to a third, sorry, a third to half of your calories are going to be gone, and all you're going to get is 14 grams of protein. So no, nuts are not a good source of protein. They're actually quite low per 100 grams anyway, but I'll sit there and say 14 grams isn't too bad per 100 grams. It's nothing in comparison to all of the meats I just gave you, which are well into the 20 uh, grams per 100 grams. But it's not too bad. But your calories for that 100 grams is just through the roof. And so again, nuts. If anyone is telling you a great source of protein is to eat more nuts, they have no idea what they're talking about and do not take any nutritional advice from them. So nuts, get rid of it. Just as a kind of side note to that, for some reason a little while back, peanut butter became popular in adding to smoothies and saying it's a great way to get more protein into there. It's a great way to get some fats as well and things like that. Now, I think it came pretty much around the time that the movie What the Health, I think it was, came out, which was another vegan propaganda type movie. And I've got nothing against vegans. I know I'm hampering on it here, but it was a vegan propaganda movie and the guy that was uh, heading it up was interviewed um, somewhere as you know, the lead up is the marketing for the um the movie itself, and he said, you know, a peanut butter sandwich is just as good as having steak for protein and for getting everything you need, which is just absolute horseshit. Again, hundred grams of peanut butter is yes around twenty three grams of protein. Fantastic, it's on par. But that 100 grams of peanut butter is, again, going to be well over 600 calories. Now, I love peanut butter. I love putting it on wraps. Peanut butter and jam is the perfect match. It is one of the most delicious things, and for the Americans listening in, peanut butter and jelly is what you will call it. But peanut butter and jam is just one of the most amazing matches ever. It has to be raspberry jam in my eyes, but peanut butter and jam is amazing. But to sit there and say, oh, I'm having this and I'm going to get my protein in for the day, it's it's just garbage. It's never going to come anywhere near to helping you get enough protein into your diet. And so please stop listening to the garbage that people are spouting saying nuts or peanut butter are good protein sources because they're just not. Now, last but not least, this one's going to probably come out of uh, left field and you're probably not going to uh, think I would have said this, but eggs. Now, eggs are probably the highest quality protein you can possibly get. The protein itself that is in an egg has within it all of the essential amino acids we need. Now that's a good thing because when you're eating it, it's a complete source. It's completely full of all of those amino acids. Now just to kind of give you a little bit of clarity around that, there's essential and non-essential. Essential means that We can't produce them ourselves. Our body doesn't produce those amino acids within our body, so we need to get them from our fuel sources, our food sources. Non-essential, our body actually produces those. Now, eating more of it, obviously, we're providing our body with more of those, but we don't need them. Now... I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's 11. There's 11 essential amino acids. It's 9 or 11. I always get my head mixed up. It's one of those. But whatever it is, there's about 9 to 10 to 11 essential amino acids, and eggs contain all of those. But here's the kicker for you. You do not need to eat foods that contain all of them within that one food. If you've got a diet, that you're getting foods from all different very vari- um, different sources and you're getting some of the essential amino acids in these foods and some coming from these foods and some coming from these, it's just accumulation of those essential amino acids throughout the day. You don't have to have them all in one meal or all in one food to get the benefits of providing that to our body. So if anyone's ever told you that you must eat foods that are all you know contain all the essential amino acids in one meal or in one sitting or in one food, again, don't take any nutritional advice any from them because they have no idea what they're talking about. That aside, yes, they're a great quality source of protein, but an egg, one egg in and of itself is only about six grams of protein. Now, again, if we're looking to have 100 or 120 grams of protein, it's not that much. And I don't know about you, I love my eggs, but I'm not going to sit there and have 30 of them to try and, or not that, what would it be, 20 of them to try and get in my protein source for the day. i don't know about you but i don't doesn't interest me whatsoever the thought of having 20 eggs no matter how you're cooking them and so again eggs really good quality protein absolutely include them in your diet they're fantastic and if you're vegetarian please have some eggs in your diet i know i'm sitting here and i'm not going to win the battle but vegans please get some eggs into your diet. There's so many benefits that will come to your life by including some eggs just because of that really high quality protein that you're getting uh, from there. But again, that's not to say that vegans can't get uh, you know an adequate diet filled with all the essential amino acids and enough protein, but it's a much more difficult life. Now, again, if you choose that, that's completely up to you. But to sit there and say it's easy or it's just a, it's a simple switch. Just stop eating all animal products, and you can easily get it from. It's not. There's a lot of effort to make sure that you're getting all of the essential amino acids, that you're getting enough protein, and all of those things. You can do it, but just understand it's gonna be much, 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 much more difficult. But yeah, going back to eggs, they're just not a good source of protein in and of themselves. One egg. Now, if people might sit there and go, well, Adam, you know, I'm, what about egg whites? Aren't egg whites great? I've always heard egg whites are fantastic, and you, you know, you always hear. The healthier versions on uh, cafe menus have an egg white omelette. Let me just clear some things up for you. Egg whites per 100 grams are around about 10 to 11 grams of protein. So again, not that high, but it's not bad. But when you look at just the egg yolks in that same 100 grams, you're looking at 15 to 16 grams of protein. So the egg yolk itself is actually higher in protein. Yes, For anyone wanting to try and pull me up here, yes, you are getting more calories because there's other things in the egg yolk, whereas uh, egg white is basically pure protein. So egg white is very low in calories. So if you're looking at the ratio of calories to protein, as I have said here um, today, egg whites are a better option. But we're talking about protein for the moment. And so egg yolk actually has more protein in it than egg whites do. And so no, there's no more benefit by having just egg whites, because you are actually getting some protein within the egg yolk as well. And it's a good quality source. And so what I will tend to do, even though I've said all of that just then, is to try and keep my calories down. If I'm making an omelet uh, in some way, shape or form, scrambled eggs even, I'll usually have one, maybe two whole eggs and then throw in two or three egg whites on top of that. You might say, Adam, that's so wasteful, my God. I tend to buy those uh, cartons of egg whites. So then you can just pour those egg whites straight in. you are not got any waste through there. Now, how do they make that egg white um, carton? Probably they're getting rid of a bucket load of egg yolks somewhere. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe a a company uses egg yolks and then they sell off the egg whites to companies that want to bottle up egg whites and put it on our shelves. I don't know. But that's how I tend to get my egg whites in rather than buying a carton of eggs and just throwing out half of them and only using the egg whites. So that's just from me. But... I hope that kind of clears up a few of the most common, I guess, myths that I hear of good quality protein sources. And this clears it up and says, oh, actually, no, they're not very good quality protein sources. And so I hope that helps out. As I said, a slightly different switch on you know protein sources. Most people tend to talk about the best protein sources and how to get your protein up. I flip that switch and giving you the worst protein sources out there. And again, I hope you've walked away with a nugget. I hope it does help. Maybe you have been just chowing down on nuts or you've been chowing down on broccoli or peanut butter or whatever it might be that we've mentioned there today and you're just finding it hard to get your protein in. You're like, why can't I get my protein up? Like I'm doing all the things that I've heard. Hopefully this clears it up, and you can steer towards some of the other things I mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast to help you get uh, your protein up and not fall into the traps that some people will lead you down. Um, but guys, again, that's another episode of the No No Breakfast Guy of Let's uh, Let's Talk Fast. Um, I really hope you are enjoying them, guys, and I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you may be. Be safe, be kind to others, and I will talk to you all again next week. Love you all. Bye.